David Robinson knows just about everything there is to know about climate change, but starting a borrowed chainsaw is another thing altogether. This isn't going to start. Once he does get it started, he and his son set to work cutting up a giant oak tree that fell in his son's yard during Hurricane Sandy. Robinson says these days chainsaws are one of the most common sounds around this part of New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, and my over 50 years in this state, nothing had come close to this in terms of the tree damage. Not to mention the scores of deaths across the region and a price tag running into the tens of billions of dollars. But Robinson says things could have been much worse. If Hurricane Sandy's winds had been just 20 miles per hour stronger, he says parts of New Jersey would have been without power for months. Your entire electric grid would have to be rebuilt. And quite likely you'd see an exodus, at least a temporary exodus of people from the state. Robinson's concern is more than that of the average New Jersey resident. He's the state climatologist. And he says increasingly extreme weather all across the world is testing the ability for even the richest nations to recover. Here in New Jersey, he says the weather isn't just breaking records, it's blowing right past them. We've had 21 straight months of above-average temperatures in New Jersey and the mid-Atlantic region. And then we've seen major storms. Climate scientists avoid blaming any single weather event like Hurricane Sandy on global warming. But many say that climate change may well have played an important role in Sandy's destruction, as well as other recent extreme weather events. It's not just that it's contributing to rising sea levels and warmer ocean temperatures off the northeast. There's also growing evidence that weather in places like the United States is being affected by rapid warming far to the north in the Arctic. One reason for that, says climatologist Jennifer Francis at New Jersey's Rutgers University, is that warming in the Arctic may be altering the jet stream, which carries weather patterns across the northern hemisphere. Francis says the jet stream is largely created by the temperature differences between the Arctic and areas farther south. So if you warm the Arctic more than areas farther south, which is what's happening, then the jet stream should be weaker because that temperature difference is smaller. And that's exactly what we see. Francis pulls up a time-lapse animation of the jet stream on her computer. All right, let's see. Beautiful. Oh, it's cool. (laughs) You're going to like this a lot. It starts out showing waves of air moving quickly across North America. But then there's this period where the waves get much bigger. It's totally different. So that's the idea is that we're moving toward an increased tendency for the jet stream to get into these big wavy patterns that tend to move more slowly. And so the weather that's associated with them on the surface, either the storms or the high pressure areas, whatever it is, are going to stick around longer at a given location. That means there's a much greater chance of ordinary weather turning into extreme events like last summer's drought and heat wave in the American Midwest or last winter's cold snap that killed more than 800 people in Europe. You can look at almost any extreme event of the type that I described, look at the atmospheric pattern that was associated with it, and almost every single time it's because there was one of these big swings in the jet stream. Hurricane Sandy was no different. Cold Arctic air coming from one of these large dips in the jet stream to the west strengthened the storm, while a huge high-pressure system to the north blocked Sandy's movement over the Atlantic and drove it directly into the east coast. Francis co-authored a study on these kinds of changes in a peer-reviewed journal last spring, before the summer's record Arctic meltdown 
and before Sandy. But the science hasn't yet been widely accepted. Gavin Schmidt with NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies in New York is among the climate scientists who aren't yet convinced of Arctic warming's effect on the jet stream. It's a very rich system, and we can find patterns in rich systems all the time, and they lead us into lots of interesting pathways for research. But, you know, for every 20 patterns that we think we see in a very complicated, noisy flow, only one of them is actually going to turn out to be something that we can use for predictions. Schmidt says findings like Francis's need to be plugged into climate models and compared to other results. He says it's too early in the game to know whether there's really a cause and effect link between the warming Arctic and weird weather to the south. Even so, Schmidt says there's definitely something funky going on. The funky thing that's going on is that we're increasing the levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere uh, beyond what they've been naturally in 800,000 years, maybe millions of years, right? That's a huge perturbation to the system. But figuring out how exactly these complex systems are reacting to that disturbance takes time. It's a challenge Jennifer Francis is well aware of. She took me to a beach down the road from her home near Buzzards Bay in Massachusetts. You see where the water came up to and the hurricane right up to the edge of the building. This area was spared the deadly tidal surge that wiped out so much of New York and New Jersey. But Sandy still left its mark here. Today, though, the same jet stream that shot Sandy into the east coast is now bringing clear skies and unseasonably warm temperatures from the northwest. It's the good weather side of of the waves in the jet stream. It's interesting because you're studying these effects, but also witnessing them firsthand up here right on the water. There's a lot of realism to what's happening today, and I think I'm not the only one that's sensing that. This is something that's happening before our very eyes, and the fact that there's this link to a place so far away, and you know, the Arctic is, people don't think of it um, being relevant to them, but in fact, it, it really is. The trick for scientists like herself is teasing out just how powerful those changes in the Arctic are becoming and how likely they are to contribute to more events like Sandy or worse in the years ahead. For Nova and the World, I'm Sam Eaton.